You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. And Hand beats him with 96 up in the zone, and the ball game is all done. The Indians take down the Twins 2-0, your final score, and Cleveland improves to 59-48 on the season. Brad Hand with the save. Uh, the new left-hander from Chaska that uh, Cleveland picked up a couple of weeks, 10 days ago or so, uh, gets the save today. They uh, Cleveland beats the Twins 2 to nothing, and ends up winning two out of three in this series. Both teams off today. Uh, Cleveland goes home. Andrew Miller has pitched two games in a row down in Columbus, and they think that he might join the uh, bullpen on Friday. I was talking to Brad Hand uh, briefly this morning in the uh, Cleveland clubhouse, Chaska boy, and uh, I, I was suggesting that that could be a pretty good lefty combo to have him and Andrew <laughs> yeah, Miller together. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> Yeah. Be all right because Brad Hand basically said he turned his career around with a slider by adding a slider, and I said that that other guy's got a pretty good slider too, uh, Andrew. He's got the one that breaks seven feet, but uh, that's uh, pretty good. Anyway, the uh, the Twins. Here's the deal, gents. The uh, Cleveland Indians made two trades in which they gave up two players and got three big leaguers. They got Hand, they got Simmer. Oh, that's right. They got two guys Simmer, for Mejia. and then they got. I mean, they gave up a very good prospect, and they got uh, Leonis Martin, who joined them today. They got the center fielder from Texas. Uh, they've had tremendous injuries in their outfield. They got four or five of them hurt. The the they had to re-sign Melky. They've been so short of outfielders. Well, rumor had it that they were they had a deal to get Adam Jones from Baltimore, yes, but he would not re. And uh, then the Phillies had a deal for him too, and yeah, he wouldn't take the deal because he didn't want to waive his ten and five didn't, rights. No. He wanted to stay in Baltimore. By the way, I was thinking of that today. We all talk about Joe. Joe has a no trade. Joe's also got ten and five. Joe's got the double. I can say no, mm-hmm. right? He's got the no trade and the uh, the ten and five uh, rule. So. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's in good shape. But anyway, the uh, Twins made traded five players and got one guy in the clubhouse. Logan Forsythe. The only new guy in the clubhouse is Logan Forsythe. Uh, everybody else is basically guys they call Gabriel Moya and guys they called up from the minors who've been May. here before. Trevor yep. May's back. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd say that, uh, you know what? Do you think when these guys officially gave up was the day that Cleveland traded for those two relief pitchers, knowing that that they had solved their problem? I think that might have been a part of it, but I also think that they were smart enough to look in the mirror and say, "We're just we're not, not good, good enough." Not yeah, good when enough. You, if you can't if you can't see five hundred, you can't see being good enough. But here's the deal: I was telling you this earlier, Chris. This spring, this team had a foundation. They had a foundation, and so they went out and added five veterans to the foundation. Yeah, There is no foundation. Escobar, part of the foundation. He gone. Dozier, part of the foundation. He He gone. gone. Sano, mystery man. Buxton, 
Can't stay healthy. Can't stay healthy, can't hit. Bad path to stardom. Can't say stay healthy, can't hit. That's hard to get. You can run like the wind, baby. Uh, but You're great defensively. But. And Sano, okay, I could see Sano as part of a foundation as if what we see physically right now is going to be him in February 20th next year. But I wouldn't bet a nickel on it. I wouldn't bet a nickel that he's going to go to New York for a month like he always does, allegedly to work out, and then he's going to go to the Dominican for the uh, winter and hang out with his buddies. If he if he shows up, he's, he, he, they said he lost 20, so he's 275, right? Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, when you look skinny at 275, you were big. And B, I would... I would bet you all the money in the world that he doesn't. Now they'll come when he comes back. They'll say that he's less than he was, but uh, he I, does I look noticeably. You. Oh, slimmer, he does. Though. He's, it's yeah. all in the face with him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he looked gigantic. But you got Eddie Rosario. You got Kepler hitting two twenty. You can't say he's foundation. Right. You got Polanco playing half the season and being okay and not being able to hit right handed. There is no. There's a and you and you got. You got Barrios, but right now you got Barrios and Kurt Gibson as your starting rotation in the bullpen. Who do you got in the bullpen? You got Fernando Rodney. Yeah, he's a promising youngster. He's promising (laughs) youngster. Uh, and he's only blowing eight saves, uh, something like that. Seven, well, and that's why saves. I wonder too. We we There's saw no we saw as much activity with this franchise at or right before the deadline that I can ever remember. No. And I oh, wonder yeah. if this yeah. is just the beginning, as far as you know what we're going to see in the off season, where some of these guys. Yeah, but who moves? Who's left to move? Well, but my point is, I wonder if some of these guys not that are, that are not short timers, the guys that have a lot of server or that have a lot of team control left. If they're the next people well, to Gibson's be moved out of here, Gibson's either going to sign a three three year contract or get traded, or they're going to get yeah, or they're going to trade him. Same same thing with maybe potentially Odorizzi if he can improve. I'm just saying, oh, I wonder I if I just wonder if the next the next phase of this is going to be even more significant with well, the Twins. This is a monumental rebuilding project that they have started out, of, which should make Judd very happy. You know, always always rebuilding, rebuilding. but uh, always be rebuilding. But uh, this is, you know, this is this is this far from what the Houston Astros and some of these other teams did five years ago. Right. If you right. have, there is no foundation left here, none, zero. So let me ask you this: Let's let's say hypothetically mm-hmm. speaking, the third baseman goes through the winter, he goes to New Looks York, good. and then and then the Dominican, and he comes back next year. And, he, and and no, the opposite. In fact, what 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 do you what do? What, is your, what do you do <laughs> if he's if Manny, he three bills again? There's in no February, solution. There's no solution. What do you do? I told you, double surgery, frontal lobotomy, gastric bypass. But no, I I know I I don't know what you do. I don't know. There's also because at that point think, you're probably going to have to pull the plug this, on him, right? I, I think Mackey said this today though. If he comes back like this and looks good. And hits a couple of home runs in spring training. He might want to trade him. Well, don't you get the sense yeah. that that's they're they're hoping that he has either a hot streak or put something together so that they can move him? Because I don't think this front office views him as a long term piece of this franchise. I don't. And then again, uh, what what do you got? What do you got? I mean, we're talking about Kirilov and Royce Lewis. 
they're an A ball. Uh, There's still a couple years know, away from at least two years coming there up. Is, you know, Nick Gordon's hitting 230 in Rochester. Uh, you know, there's nothing here. But what this is this is you 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 want to write off three more years and say, okay, boy, in 2022 we're going to be competitive again. But this, but with this new front office, we saw this. We even talked about it after you went to Chicago. We saw how far away this franchise really is. I mean, last year it was fun. It was great. They made the wild card. They didn't look that far away. But but from from a depth in the system is what I'm getting at. They are they are miles away from where the the really top notch teams are in baseball. Well, They're not one, even close. One thing they did is when they got rid of Hughes, they gave up some of that money. They they have done very poorly in international signing uh, this year because they didn't have any money. Meanwhile, other teams are tearing it up. So, but I think what we're seeing though is that. You know, and maybe somehow Bucks and Incino turn this thing around. But what it's showing is that if you if hit, you, hit, if you hit your wagon to young players and they don't, and don't make it, and they yep. don't make it, well, it's going to set you back degree, years and years and years. To a lesser degree, the whole thing in the it's 90s. It's just like the NBA. The, the whole thing in the 90s, that was the next wave. You had the Herbeck, Gaetti, that wave. You won, a world, you won a couple of World Series. The next wave in the 90s, Cordova, Stahoviak, Becker, Becker. Uh, and they didn't make it. And yeah. they couldn't play Todd Walker, and they couldn't play. And then you had eight straight losing seasons. So yeah, that's right. And this is this is way out there in the distance. Competitiveness. We'll be back. It's back again. Manny Hill's midweek surprise on the Vikings. <laughs> He's going to surprise me because I went through some stuff and couldn't find anything interesting. So I thought we should have a Manny Hill midweek surprise on the Vikings. Well, I think I think this is a little bit of not necessarily a surprise, but I think something well, to it's really a surprise pay attention to me. What you want to talk about? So, sure. Okay. But I think it's something to really monitor. I think over the next couple of weeks is Mike Remmers. Now he oh, left yes. uh he left practice yesterday. It looked like he was limping off a little bit and he was seen later apparently in like a walking boot. Sounds like it was an ankle injury and they're gonna keep him out of practice for a little bit. But I think that this is something yeah, that we definitely don't. need to monitor because you don't want those three hundred and twenty pound men getting bad legs. And and this is a this is an area of the team that I think could potentially be a weakness just because they didn't really address mm-hmm. it in the offseason they bring it they're running it back with pretty much the same guys minus you know berger and whatnot who's and the uh who's the right guard uh running with the first now without remmers sounds like it was uh, isadora yeah, yeah. Isadora? brian okay. o'neill i think was came brian, in at because right, rashad yeah. hill's, rashad hill's is, been is question sick, mark right? yeah he's been sick has he got uh, that uh, hand foot and mouth disease or he might have <laughs> yeah everybody else does Ooh, i'm not blocking him <laughs> <laughs> no so uh yeah, yeah, I mean, that's something to monitor because oh, yeah. this is, you know, that that's the one thing I think that's the one area of the team I think everybody's I, looking at. I think, Trader Rick, mark. I think Trader Rick makes a move here. Uh, you can't go. If, and on a team, have, what's out there, You don't trade in the NFL, though. Oh, in, tra- in spring or spring training. In training well, yeah, but not, I mean, not, you're not going to go and get somebody great. Oh, I don't know. This team, is a team. teams are going to hold on to their offensive line. Oh, my point is, this is a team with big time aspirations, and their offensive sure. line is not very good. Right well, I now. agree with you. I agree with you. But I just don't I, know if there's anything that they can go out because teams are not going to sure. trade you just did, a guard uh, that's really good. Didn't New England just lose one of their big boys already? Did they? 
one of their uh, their starting tackles, maybe I was even their starting left tackle. I don't know about that, but I was shocked to learn that they're interested in Eric Decker as a wide receiver option. Yeah, but he's a little tall for their normal white guy. They like the he's they a, have a they type. like the five nine <laughs> white guy, not the six foot three. That's true. Strapping six foot three white guy. I was actually shocked he's not signed. I was. He had too, a decent yeah, year, didn't he? With Tennessee, he's had for, a couple of decent years. I saw him in a game with the baby. That's right. Yeah. He's uh, he's he's got to be six two six three, doesn't he? He'd be a yeah. great oh, fit for New England. But you know what it is, somebody you you got to think somebody's going to get hurt. In yeah, the he's probably then, he's probably had an offer, but he's waiting. Kind of a th- yeah. Kind of a somebody well, somebody's receiver is going to get hurt. And, well, they decided to get rid of Matthews today. They let yeah. that Matthews go. Be Jordan Matthews was it because mm-hmm. he's hurt, and they're going to sign. Uh, Decker was in there yesterday, so okay. they're probably going to sign him. Yeah. So where else do you go here? As far as the yes. line, yeah, the line. I mean, Isadora. I've heard. I heard they kind of like him, and then I've had some people that saw him in practice thought he was terrible. So, uh, if if he if he can't play, what are they? What other guards? And they you have? got you got Elf Line. I mean, it doesn't sound like don't Elf answer your phone, trouble, Joe but... Berger. Yeah. Don't answer <laughs> your phone, Joe. They're going to be calling and begging you to come back. Yeah, that's. I mean, and and. We talked about it a couple of months ago after the draft that yeah. they didn't they didn't really address the offensive line. They got the guy in the second round, but he's a I bet project they, end up, and, they end up throwing him in. I bet just you got to play the O'Neill kid. Well, Rashid O'Neill played the right tackle. Sure, and you know what they've decided in the world in the NFL now. We keep hearing this from everybody. Right tackle is just as important as left tackle. Yeah, sure. Because they put all the pass rushers well, over that. You, other you side could of line. see in the in the pick six that. Keenum threw in the NFC Championship yeah. game. That was because Rashad yeah. Hill got beat yes. off the edge, and the defensive lineman well, got yeah, right it, in Keenum's it's not face. Like you, it's not like teams have one one stud pass rusher anymore. They got yeah. they got at least two, and sometimes three. You know, and they're coming from both angles. I mean, Von Miller in the Super Bowl. That's when it showed me. What you was, can do was, with these guys. It was Mike Rimmers that had trouble yeah. with Von Miller yeah. in the Super Bowl. But they basically <laughs> had three guys standing in front of him and Miller standing behind the other two guys. Yeah. Pick one. Go get him, Mike, because <laughs> this guy can get by in about one second. That was the ultimate give up play when Cam just went, ugh, I'm yeah. Not, yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that you're right about that. He be, he's become a valuable player because he can play both those positions. I don't know where else the uh, depth chart is here. Uh, they they got this kid Josh Andrews. Is he? Uh, I don't know a whole lot about him. Guard or something? Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's they're gonna have to. It sounds like they're the other, gonna have to piece this thing together and because the guys are banged is, up. And the other thing is, okay, he turns out he can play. You get a. Okay, you got a guy walking around with a walking boot on for two weeks, and then okay, he can play. But they're never once you get hurt at the start of a football season, you're never the same. Yeah, you're if hurt you're for a, the if year. If you're a big man, if you're a, if you're one of the big guys, as soon as you get hurt, you're done. I'm mean, not done, but you're not. You're not you're gonna be the 80% same. percent of what you were, ninety percent. I keep saying this: biggest change in my lifetime in football is offensive line. They used to. <laughs> 
Bud had the same guys for 12 years, you know, because they stood right next to each other and they didn't ask him to once in a while you'd pull out and hit somebody. Well, even but in the, they weren't coming at you from the guy you were trying to block was standing in front of you. Well, even in the 90s with with Denny, that they, yeah. they had the same the same yes. five guys for 7, 8, 9 years one and reason, they never missed games. One reason people were would draft offensive linemen high was because you get, you get this guy, we'll have him for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, look at Elfline, too. Elfline is, he'll be back, but he's, and, he had three different things wrong with him last year at the end of the season. And let's not let's not forget the left tackle who had a pretty good year for you yes. last year has a history of getting banged yes. up. Yes. So that is the one vulnerability here that, I mean, there's other, you know, Kirk Cousins. Breaks his wrist or so. I mean, injuries can do things, but the the great vulnerability of this team is the engine of every successful football team. I wonder, I wonder too, because I'm looking at all of the NFL teams and their salary cap situations. I didn't realize what a mess Seattle was right now. I know oh, they're yeah. not expected to be very good this year, but they don't even have any cap space right no. now. And they've got a couple of they got the Dwayne Brown from Houston. I I guarantee there's going to be a few guys that are cut loose that can that can play. But that's well, why Seattle's would, would... the reason Seattle fell back to the pack is they didn't spend any money on their offensive line. They spent it all right. on defense, and, and then they paid. They had to pay Russell Wilson. Yes, so they they basically, you know. And now their they defense is ruined their window. And now their defense is not yes. n- nearly what it was because oh, Sherman's a, gone, Michael Bennett's gone, and Earl Thomas wants a new with contract. The 49ers, and he's holding out with and, the 49ers and the Rams on the uptick, they're a six and ten team. So yeah, 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 yeah. They're not, especially so. when your defense is taking a major step back too. Yeah, they're gonna. Right. We're we're really gonna see how good Russell Wilson. Is this year because yeah, they're well, not going to? You know, he's going to be on an island I, by himself. He's amazing at avoiding people and running with his head up. He doesn't take off and run and let somebody come up and kill him. But he's you can't get you can't get drilled as much as he does with that terrible offense. Fifty yeah. some sacks two years ago, right? Didn't mm-hmm. he? I think, and I don't know how many it was last year. But yeah, you're right. The uh, Remmers is Remmers was pretty. Ordinary last year, but then they liked him a lot better when they moved him to guard. Or in the right guard, and uh, yeah, they didn't. You know, this is this is on Spielman if they don't uh, if they don't. Uh, they run out as, of offensive as good alignment. as Diggs and Thielen is, as good as Cousins can be, as good as Dalvin Cook can be, none of it's really going to matter if no, they can't. Especially you don't have people the up one front thing that, that the one problem Cousins apparently has is pressure. He yeah. does he he does not get a lot of the picks he throws is because he's under a lot of pressure. When he's under pressure so. All right. Well, that was Manny's midweek surprise uh, on the Vikings, and that's a good point. Uh Mike Remmers, let's worry about that. We gotta worry. You're Viking fans. You gotta worry about something. No, we need something. Gotta be something. All optimism, for God's sakes. Get up on some reality here. We'll be back. The uh, Mr. John Height, the sportscaster supreme, once the wow. voice of the Bismarck Mandan Pards, I believe. <laughs> I was only six then. I don't, I don't well, think they wanted yeah, me. Yeah, but, but you'd go down in the basement and pretend like you were talking uh, about the Pards. Right? Certainly. Some good ball play. I heard you uh, the other day mention Rudy May. He, yes. was, he was there when I was a kid. Wow. When I was a very young 
young child. God, you're old. I am. Uh, so what were they, an Angels Farm Club? No, they were a Twins Farm Club. Oh, that's right. Rudy yeah, May was Rudy a Twins Farmhand. We lost time. him in the Rule 5 when they used to have different rules for yeah. it. Yeah. And then, then he's the guy that Carew couldn't stand to face. A lot of guys came through there that ended up with the Twins and in Major mm-hmm. League Baseball. Rich Reese. Andy uh, Costco, Andy Costco, probably. Yep. Yeah, Andy he was going to be a phenom. He was the star for the mm-hmm. Pards, actually, mm-hmm. down there. Uh, Great nickname, Pards. Pards. Mm -hmm. This update sponsored by USA Network. From executive producer Jessica Biel, The Sinner returns with a new story in shocking crime. Bill Pullman, Carrie Coon, and Tracy Lett star The Sinner returns Wednesday, August 1st on USA Network. Uh, Twins lose to the Indians at Target Field today 2 to nothing. The Twins could only manage five hits in that ballgame. Alberto Mejia started for the Twins. He went the first five, gave up only one hit, no runs. The big man's uh, been throwing a few strikes and, uh, you know, getting them out a little quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Twins are off tomorrow. They will open up a three-game series against the Royals at Target Field. Is that one on sold out in advance, uh, Twins-Royals? Is that sold out, do you think? I think you can get a seat. Okay. Uh, what what other uh, probably get your own section to be honest. <laughs> One of the twins note: uh, Byron Buxton put on the disabled list today at Class AAA Rochester. He's got those continuing issues with his left wrist. Uh, today, Twins manager Paul Molitor said Buxton would be reevaluated in seven to ten days. Uh, the Red Wings season ends September third, uh, so uh, the twins well. You know, you know what Byron Buxton said. Uh-huh. See you in Fort Myers. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He suffered the wrist injury July 13th, and after a stint on the DL, aggravated again this week. An MRI revealed no substantial damage. He also has missed time this season because of migraines and a broken toe. Oh, man. The lost season. Wow. I I don't want to, you know, brag about something I may have said on the radio, but on one of our steam zones, I said this would be a, quote, lost season. For Byron Bucks. Really? Didn't you also say he was going to hit 300 or that something? That was last season. Got it. Not this season. This got season, it. I said, was a I got a, I got a question for you, uh, John, as uh-huh. a uh, ardent uh, Yankee fan. Yeah. How the hell they lose the Orioles today? <laughs> Seven to five. Sonny Gray was terrible. The he, Orioles have awful. The Orioles have won four out of five, raising their record to 33 and 75. <laughs> Here they come. <laughs> Here they come. Uh, I did see an Aaron Boone quote after that game that said uh, there was no guarantee that Sonny Gray stays in the rotation. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, consider his ERA. Lance, oh, they Lance, got Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn did well, made his debut. Clean shaven, short haircut. I could hardly recognize him, and then I saw the bulk. <laughs> I said, but even the pinstripes weren't slimming no. on Lance. Well, as long as we're talking about that, mm-hmm. other games today, Baltimore did beat the Yanks 7-5. Uh, Lance pitched pretty well, actually. He went four and a third for the Yankees, gave up five hits, no runs, and struck out. How five. many walks? How many walks? Uh, I think there's just one. Was, yeah, it was, uh, How many 3-2 counts? 14? Pretty, pretty clean line. <laughs> You'll get that walks. Uh, you must have got that walks per nine innings down to about 5.4 We should now. have had a pitching coach that said, throw it over! <laughs> I can't wait till they lose to Oakland in the wild card. That is going to be awesome. Speaking of former twins, Washington beat the Mets 5-3. to three. Tommy Malone goes seven yes. innings, gave You're up three me. hits and one run. Two great, straight, two great starts in a row, 15 strikeouts, no walks. <laughs> What was your tweet? Three and two. What was your tweet? I could never figure out why we let this strike-throwing machine leave. (laughs) And people were biting on it, too. I thought, boy, these people are (laughs) cheap. Paul adds. He was three and two on everybody. 
Uh, Detroit beat Cincy 7-4. to Two games in progress. Oakland shutting out Toronto 7 to nothing in the sixth. And Houston leads Seattle 5-2. to That ball game in the fifth. Inning. You know what's going to happen? Tommy Malone's going to throw like a no-hitter or something later this season. <laughs> oh, God. Twins fans are going to be just livid. All right, John, i got to let you oh, go. we okay. got my buddy Bill Livingston right. from uh, Cleveland coming up. We're going to talk about the Ohio State mess. Last month, uh, Urban I- uh, Meyer, the Ohio State football coach, got around to firing assistant football coach Zach Smith. Uh, because of accusations of uh, domestic violence against his wife, Courtney Smith. Uh, goes back at least to 2009 at Florida, and uh, they were aware of that one. Uh, Bill Livingston, a longtime columnist, is a Cleveland uh, plane dealer, and now columnist emeritus, I'm calling you, sir. <laughs> Well, that's one word for it, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a mess here uh, that Urban's got himself oh, yeah. in, and uh, it's, uh, you know, the fact of, of trying to say little is probably not going to be the answer. Well, I, uh, you know, we don't know, we don't know the facts, and there's no corroboration right now mm-hmm. of, um, of the story that Urban knew in 2015 about uh, allegation, about, about uh, charges made by the ex-wife of uh, domestic abuse and uh, threatened to be choked and stuff uh, in 2015. Uh, uh, Supposedly she told Shelly Meyer and Shelly, I guess, did not tell Urban or or whatever. We don't know the facts. I will say that if this is corroborated, it's going to be extremely hard for, in this climate, for Urban Meyer to survive, even, even, uh, a man of his magnitude, um, because there's just been so much of this, and I think um, you know the climate is is not conducive to riding the storm out. And and you know Ohio State's kind of there's a lot more scrutiny on Ohio State now yes. than, uh, than in the past. Uh, I kind of yearn for the dear old days of Coach Tress and the tattoo scandal. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know? oh, oh, how heinous that was! And then we had you know. Jerry Sandusky at Penn State, and and uh, you know they had Ezekiel Elliott was accused uh, was suspended in the NFL for uh, you know for a, a, an incident uh, along those lines, and um, we have the Jim Jordan thing, wants to be Speaker of the House, and is alleged to have known uh, by right by by former wrestlers of the uh, fondling of male athletes by the team doctor. Um, one of whom said he's a Trump supporter and, and voted for Jim Jordan, but that he had to know. And we don't know the facts on that either. Jim Jordan has, has, has uh, who, by the way, is known in Ohio nowadays by detractors as G.Y.M. Jordan, um, <laughs> has, uh, you know, he's, in, in, the, in the words on Facebook of our mutual friend Mike, uh, Mark, Mark Wicker, Jim Jordan has, uh, has done everything but deny that there's an Ohio state. <laughs> yes. So I, I don't um, want to make I don't want to be making any levity about the whole situation though it's you know there there's a lot of uh, it's going to be tough for Urban to survive this. What was what was his uh, incredible loyalty to this guy uh, that I mean in, in the 2009 thing is uh, corroborated 2015 uh, apparently it was well known uh, except we can claim that uh, Urban. Was that Urban's wife would not have told him? I guess Shelley has not yet spoken as to whether she indeed was told about this by right. Courtney Smith. 
Well, it, I think it probably goes back to this is Earl Bruce's grandson, Zach okay. Smith. And, and Earl and Lou Holtz are Urban's two mentors. Um, he felt he had a great deal of admiration for Earl Bruce and learned a lot of things from him when he was a, a GA at Ohio State. And maybe he felt an, uh, emotional ties and, uh, uh, and not wanting to, uh, in in his last days with you know coach bruce had uh had dementia at the end uh yes. not wanting to do something to his grandson unless he was absolutely certain of the facts uh well it's uh it's certainly a uh, a morbid story if uh if, if if everything courtney smith is saying is uh turns out to be true uh he was asked about it at the Big Ten meetings, uh, Urban and kind of uh, he, he he answered it uh, basically by saying he did not aware he was not aware of the accusations right. in 2015. How did you find him? He's a he, from a distance. He seems to be a very aloof guy. You covered Ohio State right. regularly through his whole tenure. Right. What's uh, is he above? I mean, is he uh, is he as condescending as he seems from a distance? He can be. He can also kind of be uh, have a drier wit than I thought he would have. But he's not like Trestle. Um, Trestle, it was important to Trestle to have good relations with the plane dealer since he's a Clevelander. Yeah. And uh, like Trestle, uh, Urban placed, as far as I could tell, no, no favorites. I mean, for years, whoever the coach at Ohio State was took care of the Columbus Dispatch first and yes. foremost. And the Columbus TV stations, if there was news, that, you know, they were happy to put out his his side of it. Uh, he he plays it pretty fair down the middle with the with the Ohio media, but you know nobody's nobody's by nobody being on the inside, nobody really knows anything. And he will open, just open the doors to ESPN and uh, you know the networks. But and, and that's the way it is with a lot of places now. He wants the big platform for a big program. But I, I found him easier to deal with than I had feared. Uh, that's, but you know, I, 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 I had personal fondness for Trestle, and and I, I didn't have any for Urban. I certainly respected him as a coach. Hey, what is the uh, what is the legal status here of these charges against Zach Smith or these accusations? I'm not really sure, Patrick. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm not down there much anymore, but. Uh, you know, I I think she's she's going to press it. It, it appears. You know, um, I don't know that Columbus really has the reputation of a Tallahassee that covered up so much stuff uh, with the Heisman winner recently. You know, but but I know it's you know it's always a it's always a good thing to be associated with Ohio State in in uh, Franklin County, Ohio. Yeah, I imagine the fans are upset at the uh, media for, uh, you know, putting uh, Urban on the hot uh, seat, although I'm sure there's also, you know, there's nothing there's nothing going on in society right now that uh, that is worth getting people as fired up as uh, domestic assault, that's for sure. Right, right. And, um, you know, it, he's probably the second best coach in college football, no worse, certainly, than third, if you want to put the Clemson guy, Dabo Sweeney, ahead of him. But when you look back at, you know, Saban, people don't like Saban, but all of Saban's scandals that I'm aware of, anyway, have just been job hopping. You know, leaving LSU to go to the pros and then jilting the Dolphins and going to Alabama and leaving the University of Toledo way back to be on Belichick's staff. 
that's the run-of-the-mill stuff. That's like the tattoo scandal. This is a whole different magnitude. Because of the uh, the wrestling thing, this uh, is this causing uh, the the media and other people uh, to take a harder look at uh, what's been going on at Ohio State. I think the entire climate in, in intercollegiate sports is, would have done that anyway. With the Michigan State, uh, the atrocities on the gymnastics team and USA swimming following right on the heels of that. Um, there's just been a lot of stuff that's been covered up and a lot of, and, and the boosters and the players and the, uh, athletic departments all coalesce to protect the program. And the worst instance of that, of it's either at Michigan State or at Penn State. It depends on, you know, you can flip a coin about those. Commissioners Delaney's, uh, uh, some of his featured uh, universities here are uh, going through yeah. tough times, as you say. Penn yeah, State, not, then Michigan not State. So good for the flagship. And, then, yeah. and Ohio State. And, uh, you know, the Michigan State thing is, uh, you know, I that's don't know. pretty seamy. Yeah. Yes. This, this, this Ohio State thing is, is certainly not as vast mm-hmm. as, the, as the Michigan State thing. That was probably the biggest. That in the swimming, which was spread out, was probably yeah. the biggest sexual abuse scandal. It's all terror. I mean, you know, I wrote a column about Michigan State, and it was it was endless because I thought I could just, you know, online I could just link to the stories, but mm-hmm. they were going to run it in the paper too. So I had to run the quotes and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to corroborate these things that I was saying. And uh, I ended it by just by saying, you know, damn them all, damn them all to the last tick of the clock on Judgment Day, yeah. you know, at Michigan State. And same with Penn State. And I, you know, I was a, I covered Penn State when I was in Philadelphia and was a big paternal uh, believer until this happened. So, you know, if, if Urban has to go, Urban has to go. Well, I think that's... I mean, the, I had a tough time writing about Trestle because of my fondness for him, but did it. It's part of your person. You know, you have to fulfill your professional responsibilities. Hey, Libby, uh, you know, uh, part of the deal here is that... Uh, uh, they that the public, the fans, the the first instinct of most coaches is to cover something up, don't you? I mm-hmm. mean, I'm not saying Urban Meyer is, but but you know, there's certainly when you read the stories, you have a hard time uh, believing that he didn't uh, know anything about 2015. But the first the first instinct is to say, no, I didn't do anything, and cover it up and try to blame an assistant somewhere. So. Mm-hmm. Well, we we. We've seen in much more serious stuff like Watergate and with with Jim Tressel. Um, the cover-up was cost him. He, he was fired for lying to the NCAA yeah. about not knowing about these these guys trading uniforms and signed memorabilia for, for free and discounted tattoos. And, uh, you know... Yeah. It was a fireable offense, but it certainly looks—it certainly looks like a small, minor, minor or, minced potatoes these days. I was in your uh, tribe clubhouse today. They—they uh, uh, they were uh, certainly feeling better about life than our fighting twins. Uh, Leonis <laughs> Martin walked in, and I was talking to Brad Hand, and they're going to get Andrew Miller back. I think right. there's still hope for the tribe here. The oh yeah, the, yeah. Well, the, they're they're in the playoffs. You know, it's so different yeah. from in twenty. In 2016, you know, nobody thought they were they were going to do much in the postseason because the whole pitching staff was crippled. And then Tito comes out with this, you know, using Miller in the fourth <laughs> inning sometimes and, you know, uh, just using the bullpen to death uh, with starting all this. Well, he didn't start it, but maximizing this parade of bullpen arms. 
and they went to the seventh game of the World Series. And, you know, last year, after the 22-game win streak, they were the big favorites and, and blew a 2-0 lead to the Yankees in the in the first round. So, it's it, you know, you get in, you got a chance. And with pitching, you've got a better chance, and they've got pitching. Levy, uh, uh, keep uh, keep your relaxed uh, retirement going here, will you, sir? Well, um, I I will be at Firestone for the last okay. Firestone for three of the days because we we really don't have anybody else who's done a whole lot of golf with the downsizing uh, as a as a freelancer. And uh, I've been told I can go to uh, any Ohio State home game. <laughs> okay. For mileage, uh, all right, <laughs> but, sir, and freelance. But when do you, you know, get to dot the, the I? The only good game. I'm when your ghost surprises. When do you get to dot the I? Uh, <laughs> uh, probably that's not going to happen. Okay. okay, darn it! You know, and I was looking forward to being down there with those sousaphone players. <laughs> okay, sir. Thanks, Levy. All right, thank you, Patrick. Bill Livingston uh, retired, sort of, from the Cleveland Plain Dealer, but still, uh, still working at it. On his third voyage in 1498, Columbus made a discovery that to him must have been akin to a miracle. Christopher Columbus claimed to have found the Garden of Eden in Venezuela in a place called Paria. He saw a set of mountains in the distance and a lush tropical landscape that to him seemed to suggest he had in fact located the Garden of Eden. You know what Columbus needed? He needed a smartphone with uh, directions on it because uh, hey, Alexa. he thought <laughs> he was arriving in uh, India. He thought he was. We 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 thought that the we thought that the end of the world was this big massive land, and they knew about India. He thought he was landing in India. He was landing in Venezuela. <laughs> what a dummy! Uh, on this day in history, August. Uh, First night of 1498, of course, he uh, also is credited with uh, uh, discovering uh, the United States, uh, for, I mean, the discovering America, January of night 1492. Uh, he was a big hero when he came back from the first one over here because he had all kind of riches, riches with him and the, the other ones weren't as successful. But I didn't know he covered I, I just knew he discovered us. I didn't know he discovered Venezuela. wonder if there are any ball players. He needs a GPS. Eddie Escobar. I wonder if Eddie's relatives were done. This holiday, whether you're making a Fred Meyer Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Fred Meyer has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup. So you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Fred Meyer. Fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Fred Meyer. Fresh for everyone.